Let me just be clear. You do not need to have a single employee or team member to make a lot of money as an entrepreneur. You can be a solopreneur and do at least multiple six figures a year. I know that because that was me. My first three to four years of business, which got me to about $250,000 a year in revenue, it was just me as a solopreneur. So don't let anyone tell you that you need a team or employees to make a good living online. Now, on the other side of it, you may want a team. And I have had a team from one person all the way up to seven people and everywhere in between. So I've managed small teams and they all have their place. So having a team is great. Being a solopreneur is great. We're not going to talk about pros and cons today because I'm speaking to you, the solopreneur, or considering being a solopreneur, because I want you to win, and there's three things that every solopreneur needs, and I guarantee you that most of you, if you're a solopreneur, are missing out on two of these. One of them is relatively obvious, but you may not realize how powerful it is. The other two, I guarantee you're missing, and it's going to hamper your ability to get incredible results. So if you want to make multiple six, possibly seven figures a year, with no employees, contractors, team members whatsoever, you want to run solo, then you need these three things. Let's discuss. Welcome back to The Graham Cochran Show, where each week I'm unpacking the habits, mindsets, and strategies to help you build a highly profitable and life-giving business. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. Uh, we're going to talk about the solopreneur life. We'll be very practical today, and I honestly believe that being a solopreneur is one of the greatest gifts of the modern era. I don't know if you want to stay a solopreneur forever. That's for you to decide personality-wise, needs-wise, but you can go very, very far all by yourself. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And don't let anyone shame you or make you feel less than as an entrepreneur if you don't have a single team member. There is some sick culture of you're not a real business if you don't have a team. And so I'm, I want to put that argument to bed. That's not true. You're a real business if two things happen. You create a product or service that's valuable in the marketplace and it's changing people's lives and you're profitable. That's, that's it, right? You can be profitable selling drugs. I don't consider that a business because it's not very ethical. But if you're creating a product or a service that's making a difference in people's lives in the marketplace and you bring home a profit after your expenses to run that business, that's a business. You're in business, okay? Even if you're the only person on the team, and you are not less than a business that has five employees, 10, 100. That, that doesn't, it's just a stupid conversation to have. There are different challenges to having a team, and there's different challenges to being a solopreneur. They're just different. Make sense? So if you are a freelance web designer, if you are a, uh, you know, a personal trainer, if you are crafty and you make beautiful shirts or scarves or handbags, or if you're a coach or if you're a speaker or an author and it's, it's just you, you're a business. Okay. I, I got to see James Clear, author of Atomic Habits at a private event in Orlando a few weeks ago. And he was talking about his book and he's mentioned this on podcasts before, but homeboy has got the best selling book in the last five years. 
uh, and he sold over 15 million copies. He has one employee. It's just him and, and his employee, and he's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. I don't think anybody would say that he's not a real business. He's a very big business. It's just a speaking, authoring business, and it's very simple, and it doesn't even require technically his other employee. He's just doing a lot of writing and speaking, and he needed someone to help him out as he blew up because he's selling 15 million copies of a book. So let's just put that argument to bed. If you want to embrace a solopreneur lifestyle, let me affirm your choice. Let me encourage you. But let's move past that. Instead of saying, yeah, you're a solopreneur, let's talk about the three things that you need because I guarantee you, like I said at the top of this episode, that you're missing probably two of these. One is rather obvious, but I'm gonna unpack the full extent of it. But the other two just somehow get missed in my conversations with team members and clients and friends. Because interestingly enough, some of my team members are solopreneurs as well. So, all right, let's unpack it. The three things are very easy to remember. They spell out the word ACE. A-C-E, like the ace of spades, the ace of hearts, like the number one when you're playing cards, right? The ace. So it might be easier for you to remember ace. Number one is you need automation. And man, are you lucky to be alive right now as a solopreneur? You could be a solopreneur 20 years ago and just be a freelancer or be an author or a speaker. And it was very, very hard to scale your business and make a huge dent in the world without help. We are living in the world of automation, and I'm going to lump AI into that world as well, artificial intelligence, not because it's trendy, but because it's, it's only making automation and automation tools that much more powerful. So basically, to run a business, we, we do need help. It is very hard to scale a business to multi-six, seven figures without help. The difference is today, you don't need humans necessarily. You can use the robots and the powerful automation tools. I'm going to give you what I think is the best, single best automation tool for a solopreneur today in the digital economy or the creator economy, and that is Kajabi. If you follow me, that's probably not a surprise. Uh, and I'm going to push my affiliate link here because it's the best thing for you and for me. If you've ever been looking for the tool to end all tools to get rid of everything else, go check out grahamcochran.com slash Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. Uh, Kajabi gives you a 14-day free trial, but if you want to play with it for 30 days, use my link. I'll link to it below in the video, but grahamcochran.com slash Kajabi. I can get you a 30-day free trial with my affiliate link. I'll also give you a free course the moment you sign up for the free trial called Ready, Set, Kajabi to help you get up and running and making money on Kajabi in 30 days. And if you stick around and become a paying Kajabi customer because you use my link, part of your monthly payment comes back to support me and the show at no cost to you. And to say thank you, I'm going to give you my undying love. Plus, I'm going to send you one other course, my three-step sales copy formula mini course, absolutely free. So you get double the free trial, two free courses, and all I got to do is just use my link to sign up instead of their website. Kajabi is everything that you need. And what's insane is I've been using Kajabi for 10 years, since 2013. And it has evolved and evolved and evolved, and it's continued to expand. And every time they add a feature, I almost need one fewer team member, or it speeds up my workflow. Here are just five things that off the top of my head I feel like Kajabi can do for your business as a solopreneur. Number one Again, it's an automation tool. And you can use other tools. You don't have to use Kajabi, but it's the one I've been using for a decade and it's the one I endorse because it's the best platform. And that's why I talk about it all the time. Uh, number one, content automation for your marketing. And this is where the AI tools are coming into play. So Kajabi launched, I, as of right now, it might still be in beta, so not every account has it, but it, 
if it's not, by the time you listen to this, it's probably available for everybody. But create a Kajabi Creator Studio is their AI tools baked into Kajabi. And so what this does, this is insane. Not only does Kajabi already have some AI baked in where it'll build you a sales page, it'll build your website, it'll build you an opt-in page, like it'll pre-design, like it'll build your course, like outline my course automation and it'll do it for you based off of your niche and it'll, it'll give you a bunch of ideas. But the power is in the Creator Studio. What Creator Studio can do is it can take your weekly content. Let's say we're doing this episode right now. I can record this episode, audio or video. Let's say video because I like to do both at the same time. So I'm recording a video. I upload it to Kajabi's Creator Studio. It's going to do a bajillion things. It will create clips for me for Instagram Reels and TikTok and YouTube Shorts. It'll do captions. It'll create transcribe. It'll transcribe it for blog posts. It will take. It can take online courses that I've already uploaded to Kajabi, and I can take a like a, a twenty minute module from a course of mine, upload it to Creator Studio, and have Creator Studio spit out short form content for Instagram from my course. So I can repurpose paid stuff, free stuff. I can turn it into podcasts. I can turn it into blog posts. I can turn it into tweets. I can turn it into all kinds of stuff using AI. So instead of having a content manager and a video editor, you no longer need those people if you have Creator Studio baked into Kajabi. So it's your content automation for repurposing your content and it's getting insanely more powerful by the month. Number two is email automation for your sales and onboarding. You don't need a sales team or an onboarding team if you sell a membership or a course. Literally, Kajabi collects the lead for you automatically and then can sell to that lead for you automatically. And then if they buy and when they buy, it can upsell to them automatically, downsell to them automatically, cross-sell to them automatically, order bump promote to them automatically. And then when they buy, it can deliver the product automatically and walk them through an onboarding sequence that can last a couple of days, a week, a month, whatever you want. It can then automatically ping them to send them a new promotion in 30 days for an advanced course or your community and it's targeted to them. And so it's follow-up sales. You can build that out for the next year if you want to. So you turn one lead into a customer, one customer into a customer of multiple products through the upsell process, and then that one customer who bought multiple things or not into a repeat customer 30 days from now, 90 days from now, a year from now. It's, it's pre loaded campaigns timed to when you want them or if it's not timed you can have those campaigns triggered by behavior when somebody completes a course then subscribe them to a promotional sequence that'll go out in a week if they complete this video or they click on this link then send them an email follow-up it, it's just insanely powerful that is not hard to do. You just have to dream it up and then enter it into Kajabi and it'll do it for you. So the sales, like this is how you scale is just, it's the replacing having someone smiling and dialing either for cold leads or calling your customers and how have you been enjoying your product? You know, we've got a new product in stock that I think you might like, or because you ordered, you know, that thing, I think you might really like this thing. I noticed you bought an iPhone 15 Pro Max. We've got new cases available that will fit it perfectly. Instead of having someone that you have to pay to follow up and do that and say, hey, hit up all these customers every week, hit up 20 or 100, Kajabi can do it for you. So it's email automation. It can build all your funnels. One click, the robot will build you a funnel that'll print money. It can build your webinars. One click can create webinars. And what that means is the registration page, 
the welcome sequence, the, the reminder sequence of when the webinar is happening and where it's happening, the sales page that promotes the thing, the actual webinar room itself, the follow-up sales sequence, like the, all of that, the, it's all timed to the event. It can be an automated webinar. One click Kajabi can build that for you instead of having to hire a tech person. Like your tech stack is done because it's one click and then you just drag and drop and, and edit and replace the copy for whatever you want. It can even create copy for you as a starting point. And then this is one that's underutilized that I love though is auto segmentation for your customers based off of behavior. So again, you can have certain tags set up in Kajabi just set it up at the beginning so that basically anytime a customer or a user clicks on a certain type of thing, it can be tagged. So you can know what your customers like and don't like. And so when you want to send a promotion to the people that really like your sales copy stuff, if you're teaching sales copy, it'll only go out to people that have engaged with sales copy related content. If you want to send out a promotion to only your best customers, it can tag people who have spent a certain amount of money with you or bought a certain number of products or completed a certain number of courses. So you always have a tag or curated segmented list automatically of people who are your top customers, however you define that. This is powerful stuff. This is saving you hours or people man hours. And I just pulled five and I had to stop because we got to move on with our lives. This is all under the automation. You need automation. And the great news is, if you're not a tech person, do not be overwhelmed because, look, I was building online businesses 14 years ago in 2009 when none of this existed. You had to learn some code and buy some janky WordPress template and find some plugins that broke every six months that messed with your other plugins when things got updated and then strap together a PayPal button and have zip files of your products and, and the triggers didn't always talk to each other so sometimes they would buy and they wouldn't get the zip file downloaded. I mean, it was a nightmare and you couldn't do half the stuff you had to do now. You had to build everything yourself. Webinars were a pain in the butt. Funnels, nobody would make it for you. Your website didn't look great and it was expensive. Now you can, you can use one tool, Kajabi, and it can do everything for your business and more. So I, whatever you use, whether you use Kajabi or if you think about Kajabi, go check it out, grahamcochran.com slash Kajabi and play with it for free for a, a, a month. And you'll get a course for me for free. You get to keep whether you become a paying member or not, but check it out and then use the heck out of that thing because it can do so much more than you can imagine. But if you don't use Kajabi, use something else. You're going to have to leverage automation and it's cheap and it's easy. So that's the A, automation. That's probably the obvious one. These next two, I think most solopreneurs miss. Uh, number two is community, and this is the C. Man, if you're gonna be a solopreneur, and if you've got the automation to run your business, you technically don't need people. Okay, all the introverts in the world celebrated. Yay, we don't need other people. We can do this by ourselves. But you're missing out on so much. You need a community. And you need it for four things. But when I define community, I'll show you the four things. But when I define community, this could be a lot of things. This could be a mastermind. I highly recommend you join a mastermind of some kind, whatever you can afford, of a group of people that are doing the things you want to do or the things that you haven't done yet. Um, and you might join different masterminds. And hey, when you join a mastermind, commit to at least two years. Like don't dip in and dip out. Like you, you literally are wasting your money and you're wasting everybody's time. Commit to two years and then decide if you want to stick around after that. The one, when you find the right mastermind, you'll want to stay in it for life. But give it two years because it takes time to develop relationships and to get to know all the different people in the mastermind and to get the full value out of it. So just a mental note for you if you're joining a mastermind. Join a mastermind. If you can't afford a mastermind, join a paid community. 
Like I've been running the six figure coaching community for years now. And that's, a, you know, it's like a more affordable version of, of like what my mastermind was. Um, at least you can get some coaching. You can be in a community with like-minded people. You all paid to be there. It's curated. You get a lot of great feedback, right? So join a paid community if you can't afford a mastermind. If you can't afford a paid community, join a free Facebook group. There's so many affinity groups either in your niche or in business in particular. Heck, even Kajabi has their own official Kajabi Heroes Facebook group. And then if you start to make a lot of money, there's the Kajabi Heroes Gold, and then there's the Kajabi Millionaires Facebook group. So I'm in like three Kajabi Facebook groups, and they're free. And these are like mini communities and mini masterminds. If you take advantage of them, you could be in it and then not do anything for you, but engage with it. You can get so much value out of it. The four things, and I'll share what those are in a minute. And then look, the last thing, if you can't even get into a Facebook group, just get a friend, get a business buddy, another solopreneur, especially if they're another niche, like become your own two-person mastermind. That's all a mastermind is, is two or more minds coming together. Napoleon Hill, who wrote uh, Think and Grow Rich, popularized this in the 1930s, the uh, concept of the mastermind. Two minds coming together creates uh, not just two minds, but like almost like a third mind is kind of the way he described it. There's something powerful, not only about the physical energy, because all our bodies are is energy, but like the multiplicative effect of our wisdom coming together, you're creating like almost like a third mind or a master mind. So all you need is one other person to get all the benefits. So find a buddy, a business buddy. So here are the four things that community gives you that if you had a team, you would have, but if you don't have a team, you still need. And these are sort of the phantom benefits of a team and sort of the phantom requirements of being successful that nobody talks about. They all, we all want to talk about the first one, automation, tools, Kajabi, yay, AI. But these are almost more powerful. Ready? Community gives you ideation or inspiration. I don't care how, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you are a very smart, wise, creative, intelligent person. How do I know that? Because you're listening to my show. No, I'm just joking. No, because you, everyone was born a genius. Right, Erwin McManus says that everyone's born a genius. I believe everyone's, everyone's born a genius. There's genius. There's a genius within you, and it just needs to come out and play. And so you're a genius, <laughs> but you know what? You're only one person. And the great things in life weren't invented by one person alone. They were a collaborative effort with ideas coming together. And sometimes your greatness and your uniqueness and your genius will only reveal itself when triggered by an external source. I want to give you an idea. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm fighting a cold. Back in February 2023, uh, I got my idea for my latest book, Rebel, Find Yourself by Not Following the Crowd, coming out 2024. It's, it's phenomenal, and it's going to change a lot of people's lives, and I'm really proud of it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this book is going to be a, a bestseller. It's going to impact a million lives, uh, and it's going to change my life. I have a feeling. I'll report back and give you the details, but I'm, I believe it's happening. But let me tell you this, that, that book would not exist if it weren't for me getting in a room with my friend John Gordon. Now, John Gordon is a multiple Wall Street Journal, New York Times bestselling author, top keynote speaker, and just all around great husband, father, and dude. And I knew I needed help. I didn't even know what I needed help for. I really tapped him to like help me think about how to become a world-class speaker and author. 
And I said, John, I, you know, 20 years from now, I want to be like where you are. I want to be doing what you're doing. Uh, I want to be traveling and speaking at the highest level. I want to be writing books at the highest level. And so what do I not know? Tell me what I, I, I don't know that I don't know. What I didn't know was going to happen that day is that I was going to get the idea for my next book, Rebel. And it came in a flash. And it came in a flash because he was in a conversation with me, asking me questions, pressing me on the, the things that are, are passionate, I'm passionate about and the things that are deep within me and drawing me out just by being a good friend and asking good questions. And there was a couple of hours of nothing coming out because he's like, well, what's the next book going to be about? I was like, I don't know, John. I've been praying about this for six months. I don't know, man. I have, I have a lot of things I could talk about and teach about. I could do more business books. I could do stuff about generosity like my TED Talk. I don't know. But nothing really just jumped out until he noticed something about my story when I was, he's like, well, tell me your story. And I was telling him my story. I want to be a rock star. And this crazy story I write about in the book about um, my guidance counselor when I told her that I wasn't going to go to college because I was going to be a rock star. And she said I had to apply for college because I, I go to this, I went to this college prep school. She's like, I don't care what you do, but we have 100% college acceptance rate and you must apply to one school and get accepted by one school. And I was like, or what, you gonna kill me? Like, what, like what's happening here? Here I am, in, like a 17 year old, kind of being subtly threatened by my guidance counselor that I have to go to college. Um, and I was just telling the stories, like I didn't wanna go to college, I didn't wanna do the military like my parents, I didn't wanna be an engineer or a teacher like my parents. I, I, wanted to be, I didn't want to be like my friends who wanted to be investment bankers and all this stuff. And I was saying all these things I didn't want to do and all the pushback. And John goes, Graham, bro, you're a rebel. And I was like, rebel? I was like, that word means so much to me. There's so many layers of what being a rebel means to me. I was like, that's my whole life, bro. I'm like, that's my next book. And we unpacked it. I, God gave me a framework for it. It all came out in a flash of inspiration. And, and that inspiration did not come by me sitting alone in this room like I am today, talking to a black dot, speaking into a microphone. It came sitting knee to knee with another man who's not in my niche, who has a very different life experience than me, but who's brilliant in his own right, doesn't even know my story that well. We're newer friends, getting to know each other still. And inspiration. Six days later, I signed my next book deal. <laughs> and, and now the book's, you know, being finishing up the edits, right? It's insane. So being in community with at least one other person, you're going to get the biggest ideas and the biggest inspiration. And that alone can print money for you. And look, just one little side note for you. When you get ideas and inspiration, give credit where credit's due. Like I just did with John, I'll tell everybody to the day I die, when Rebel becomes a million copy seller and I've made literally millions of dollars off that book and the keynote of Rebel has made me millions of dollars and the impact is millions of lives, like when that happens and the subsequent books and opportunities that come from it, you know who I'm gonna thank and who I'm already thanking preemptively? John Gordon. So give credit where credit's due for the person that helped inspire it, for the moment where that idea came because it's just, it's that generous act of giving. And then you'll have a friend for life, but also it's just the right thing to do. So it's a beautiful thing. So ide ideation inspiration is gonna print money for you. You don't even know, and you don't know what's gonna come out of you until you get in a room with somebody, even a virtual room. Number two is accountability. Uh, I don't struggle with accountability. So this one's, I don't need this as much, but a lot of my, my clients I'm realizing need it. And so just being in a mastermind, being in a group, 
it's amazing what that accountability would do for you. Like, hey, you said on our last call that you're working on that launch. How's it going? You're like, oh crap, I got to do it. This is powerful. Like just being accountable to other people, even if it's just peer pressure and you don't want to look stupid, that's, a, that's powerful and accountable and that's going to hold you accountable so you get the stuff done. Number three, moral support. Man, sometimes things just suck in business. If you have no one to talk to about it and vent to, it's just going to bury it and you're going to become bitter and you're going to grow bitter weeds and roots in your life. And you need the moral support so you don't feel like a crazy person so you can unload, but also moral support to celebrate when things go well. It's hard to, I mean, when you have your first six-figure launch and you make $100,000 in a week or something, launching something, and you have no one to celebrate with other than your, your friends or your spouse, you don't have someone in the business space that you can really celebrate with who gets it, you're going to feel a little like subdued and it's going to pour like water on the flame of joy and it's going to rob you of some, one of the biggest payoffs of, of doing this is like that, that high you get when you do something great because it's going to, the high will fade quickly on its own but you got to celebrate with people. Celebration is huge. And I just love having that moral support of a community to celebrate with for sure. And then fourth collaboration. So whereas the first one, like with me and John Gordon, we're not collaborating on this book. I just got inspired and got an idea by having a conversation with him. Collaboration is when like me and my buddy, Joe Gilder, who had a very similar business to my first business, the recording revolution back in 2012, I wanted to launch a membership he already had a membership, but I also wanted to kind of do something with him. And we had started a podcast together just for fun. And then we said, what if we started a new membership together that was built around the idea of both of us each individually mixing a song, getting the same recordings from the same band, mixing the song on our own, and then posting it to the community and like letting the community vote on whose mix was sounded better and then letting them mix it as well. And just this cool concept that we call dueling mixes. And it became a 250 to $300,000 a year product. And we got to run together and that's called collaboration. He's a solopreneur. I'm a solopreneur, but we created a new product and an, ultimately a new business together that we ran for seven years and made a couple million dollars doing it. You know, it's so fun. And so collaboration comes by just being in community with somebody. So, so powerful. You, you need community more than anything, I think, if you're a solopreneur. So don't, don't poo-poo it, even if it's just one person, a, a buddy, a business buddy, a solopreneur buddy. Okay, so that's the A and the C, automation, community, and the E for ACE. Remember, A-C-E. The E is you need expectations. What do I mean by this? Can I just give you some tough love for a minute? If you're a solopreneur, you're probably really good at one thing, and that is winging it. You're just winging it. Ah, maybe I'll work today. Maybe I'll finish that course today. Maybe I'll check my analytics today. I, I don't know what I'm going to do this year. Like, I think things are kind of doing better. Oh, I, I don't feel like working. Oh, yeah, maybe I should do something for Black Friday. You're just winging your business. When you have a team that depends on you either financially because you pay them or their job, literally they need communication from you to do their job. You can't wing it. You find that out real quick when you get a team that you're winging it is, is actually like a, is a, a detriment to the success of the business. And so that, I didn't know that until I hired my first team member who was just a customer support guy. He was a buddy of mine that I paid 10 hours a week to manage my inbox and take care of my customers. I started to realize, oh, I'm winging it. 
I need more communication. He was like, well, how do you deal with this? How do you deal when someone complains about this? I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of, so I had to create processes and systems. It really helped me refine my process. And every time I added a team member on the content side, on the copywriting side, on the sales and marketing side, on the uh, you know, Instagram side, whatever it was, uh, it, it required me to, to stop winging it. Uh, when you're solo, you can just wing it. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. When you're winging it, you are literally diluting your efforts and you're not going to make as much money or as much impact. So here are four types of expectations you need to set. I'm serious. This, this is like most people don't do this. And this is why most people don't have a thriving solopreneur business, right? Number one expectation are your revenue expectations. You're going to rise and fall to the level of your expectations. If you expect to make about the same amount of money you made last year, you know what you're going to make? the same amount of money you made last year. If you expect to 2X your income this year, you know what you're going to do? You're probably going to 2X your income. Oh, Graham, you can't say that. Uh, this is kind of how the human mind works. Whatever you set your mind to, your subconscious and your brain and your genius that's within, it has to close the freaking loop. Like we're loop closers. We, this is why we can't turn off bad movies. Like you're watching a bad movie on the Hallmark channel, which is a, why are you even watching the Hallmark channel? It's a bad cheesy movie and you hate it, but you can't stop it because you need to know how it ends, right? Does he propose to her on Christmas like she wants or, or not? Like I need to know. <laughs> so... Like we have to close loops. That's why open loop email subject lines, like I slapped him and this is what happened. Like I have to open that email because I have to know what happens. I, I don't even have time to read this stupidity, but I have to know what happens. Our mind wants to close the loops. And so this is also why instead of saying, and Robert Kiyosaki is the first person that I heard say this in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, instead of saying things like, I can't afford this, turn it to a how question. How could I afford this? Instead of saying, I can't afford a $100,000 car, ask, how could I afford a $100,000 car? You don't know, but by asking how, your brain goes to work. Well, I could sell a lot of plasma, donate a lot of plasma. I could do like, you know, you just get curious and your brain goes to work. And when your brain goes to work, the, the, the body follows, right? There's something I, t I teach in, in my new book, Rebel, called the life change formula. And, and, and this is something I learned from a coach of mine named Julia. It's belief, thoughts, feelings, actions. So new beliefs change to give you new thoughts, which give you new feelings, which lead to new action. So if nothing happens without action. I can't 2X my business by not doing anything. But if I change my beliefs, aka my expectations, it's going to change what I think about. If I'm think, if I believe I'm going to 2X my business this year, then I'm starting to think about 2Xing my business and how could I 2X my business and what it'll, it'll feel like when I 2X my business. So my feelings change. I'm getting excited. I'm getting anticipation. I don't want to let myself down, especially if I have accountability from my community. Now there's peer pressure to do it. My feelings, my thoughts are all around 2Xing. And then I'm going to have to start doing different things to 2X my business. So Change your beliefs, change your thoughts, change your feelings, which changes your actions, which lead to results. That's the only way life change happens or business change happens. So you need revenue expectations. What do you expect to make this year? What do you expect to make next year? This isn't just wishing. I could say I expect to make a billion dollars next year. I mean, that's maybe not a bad idea, right? There's a great book called 10X is Easier Than 2X. Thinking about how can I make a billion dollars next year I probably realistically won't hit a billion, but it might help me make an extra million. 
you know, like there's no harm in having huge expectations. Yet there's a culture of, oh, just temper our expectations. I don't want to have too high of expectations, which I think is just you and me preemptively not letting ourselves down and getting hurt. We don't want to be hurt. We don't want to be disappointed. So we just have low expectations. We have small dreams. This is something, again, I talk about in my book, Rebel. Um, and so we're, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Set revenue expectations. Every business needs to know. If you're a publicly traded company, you literally by law have to like share what your expect quarterly expectations are. And then you have to like give quarterly reports if you exceeded, met, or did not meet your, your quarterly revenue expectations, right? This is all kind of like tracked very publicly. And I think that helps companies because there's accountability there to the shareholders and to the general public. So revenue expectations, stop winging your revenue. Number two, quarterly goals. These are your expectations for your quarterly goals. Don't just wing what you're doing. I'm so fascinated with the fact that my clients and my students sometimes have no idea what they're working on. Yeah, I might work on this. I might work on this. What? You should have one massive overarching goal per quarter. So that could mean building and launching a new product. That could mean overhauling all your stuff and moving it to Kajabi. That could mean developing a new keynote and practicing it and getting booked on your next stage. That could mean writing a book. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but have one overarching goal per quarter and then you can have up to two other sub goals. But really... It's one to three main goals per quarter. And like every business needs to have quarterly goals of what you're working on, what you want to accomplish, what projects, what things you want to create. Even if that's learning, like I literally, my quarterly goal, um, it's almost like a four month goal, but it's like September through December. I'm like deep in learning mode. I'm, I have coursework I'm going through for a new program I'm a part of for very specific things I'm learning. And then within that, I'm also developing a brand new keynote. My quarterly goal for the summer quarter, which is kind of like May, June, July, that's not really a quarter I know, but for that three month process, I was writing my book as I like, get the book done. That was my main goal, right? Like, so what, do you, what are your goals? You need to have those expectations. Number three expectation, your work rhythm, your office hours. When do you expect to be in the office? If you had a team, when would they and when could they expect you to be in the office? If you don't have set office hours, you don't respect yourself. Full stop. I'm not advocating rigidity for the sake of rigidity. I'm advocating intentionality and self-respect. If you just wake up and like, do I feel like working today? You're not a real business owner. You're winging it. This is what gives solopreneurs a bad name. They just, they, they say the laptop lifestyle and they're like, oh, I might be by the pool. Now, don't mishear me. I like working in beautiful places, beautiful hotel lobbies, by the pool. I've even worked at the beach before. That's great, but I have work hours. And I can change those work hours if I'm traveling or if I'm taking a couple weeks off. But I have a schedule because I have self-respect. I treat myself like a CEO of a company. I, it's not magic. It's just, this is why I'm wearing shoes and cologne right now. Okay. I'm, there's, there's nobody here. There's no one to see me. There's no one to smell me. This is why I brushed my teeth this morning, right? No one's going to smell my breath. No one's going to smell my cologne. No one's going to see that I'm wearing shoes or your pants. You can't even see if I'm wearing pants. I'm wearing pants. Okay. <laughs> why do I do this? Because I feel more professional when I've got shoes on, pants on, 
and cologne on. Very, very simple, right? And so my wife makes fun of me, like, why do you spray cologne and you go sit by yourself in your office for a few hours? Because I'm, I'm making money, babe. I'm, I'm, a, so I'm a CEO of a company. So that's all, that's just like side stuff. But like, I know when I'm going to work and I know when I'm not going to work. Just plan your rhythm. You get, and that's the thing, you get to decide. You get to decide what that looks like. And hey, you're not stuck with it. My work rhythms change seasonally throughout the year. We just came off of the summer, and in the summer, I dropped down to one day a week because my kids are home and I want to spend more time with them. And I only have four more summers with my oldest and seven more summers with my youngest. So summers are precious to me. So I change my work rhythm, but at least have work rhythm expectations and office hour expectations. You need to figure those out for yourself as well. And final expectations you need to know is you need to know what your tasks expectations are and you need to review those tasks. At least twice a year, do an 80-20 analysis, right? Where you look at every task you've been doing every day, week, or month, and then you filter it through. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago on my five-hour work week episode of how to have a five-hour work week. You, you go through the, 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 the process of eliminate, automate, delegate, and then concentrate, right? Which I stole from Rory Vaden, the concentrate part. But uh, eliminate, automate, delegate, I got from Tim Ferriss, and I've been using that for a decade, and it works beautifully. Um, and and you, you, you apply the 80-20 principle to all your tasks. A good CEO of a company is going to review all the tasks that he or she are doing and all the tasks that her managers are doing and, and their employees are doing. Now, he might not be able to review everybody's tasks, but he would have somebody review everyone's tasks because no company wants to have employees that are getting paid money to do work that doesn't move the needle, Right. We'd rather pay them less and just do the parts that matter or double down on the parts that matter and keep their salary the same and we're gonna get double the, the results. Does this make sense? So that's it. Your expectations, revenue expectations, quarterly goal expectations, your work rhythm and work hour expectations and your task expectations. That's it. ACE, A-C-E. Every good solopreneur needs automation, community and expectations. My question for you is, which of those three, the A, the C, the E, the automation community expectation, are you weakest on? It's okay. If you're watching on YouTube, put a comment below. Which of those three are you weakest on? I can tell you my weakness has always been community. I talked about this a month or so ago. I did an episode on if I were starting over today, what would I do differently in my business? And there's two things I said that relate to community. I would have hired a mentor sooner and I would have jumped inside of a community sooner. Being inside of paid communities, free communities, and hiring mentors and coaches, I've seen the fastest growth. And I've hired a variety of coaches in a variety of areas, from wealth management to co how to coach well, to mindset, to uh, digital entrepreneurship, to authoring, to speaking, all the things. I've had a bunch of different coaches. I've been in multiple masterminds, in multiple paid communities, and multiple free communities. And every time I've been in community, I've grown the fastest. But that's it took me probably three to four years before I got my first coach or, or mentor or jumped in my first community. I'm weak there. I'm fine being by myself. And I'm, I guess I'm prideful. I think I don't need anybody else or like I'll figure it out eventually. I'm like the guy that won't ask for directions or help because I'll figure it out eventually. Um, and that's, that's a detriment to my success. And I think it would have grown faster sooner if I had community earlier. So that's my weakest. It has been. But now it's becoming one of my strongest. Um, because I've seen the power of it. So what about you? What's your weakest? Is it the automation tools? Is it the community or is it the expectations? Leave a comment below. 
Um, and let me just, final bit of encouragement. Uh, being a solopreneur is a, is a great privilege. I consider it a great honor to have been a solopreneur most of my journey. I have a small team now, um, but I feel like I still embody the solopreneur life. It has given me and my family the most amount of freedom. Um, it's set so many of my friends and students and clients free. And you are living in the greatest time in the history of planet Earth to be an entrepreneur in general and then to be a solopreneur in particular because you have more access to automation and community than ever before. The expectations, that's on you. But the way the internet has gone is there's more opportunity and ease of access to automation and community than ever before. So my friend, you have so few excuses to be successful, uh, to not be successful. Like you've got this. And I just want to encourage you, don't feel like you got to hire people. Don't let anybody pressure you. Don't, don't fall for the, you know, clone yourself, delegate to, to scale. Like these are all things I teach and all things I believe in, but don't fall prey to the pressure to do it if you're not ready. Don't be afraid of it either. It's not that hard. But get these three things in place. Automation, community, and expectations in place. Crush your business. Get to six, multi-six figures potentially. Um, and then maybe hire somebody. And then watch yourself soar even more. All right? Thanks for hanging out today. It's been fun. Keep it real. Stay safe. Have an amazing week. And I'll see you on another episode real soon.